I'll bet there are lots of software packages that can be used to create two-dimensional computer graphics imagery. I wonder which ones are the best, and I'm eager to find out. Aren't you? Well, you'd better join me and stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2133, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG pros, will be doing a deep dive into the subject when they answer the commonly asked question, what's the best software to create 2D CGI animation on the CG Bros CG Insider podcast? Well, hello and welcome to this edition of the CG Insider podcast. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us. In this episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Jocelyn R., that we received on our Ask Us Anything page at our website at thecgbros.com. And Jocelyn asks, what's the best software to create 2D CGI animation? Thanks for asking your question, Jocelyn. And by the end of this podcast, uh, not only will you learn what the best software is for creating 2D animation, but you'll also learn a little background and history behind 2D animation, as well as our personal tips and insights that you can uh, use to save you both time and money when it comes to creating your own animation projects. We'll be touching on some techniques used to create different kinds of 2D animation as well. So make sure you stay tuned also to the end of this podcast where we'll be cre- uh, reading some great comments submitted by um, our viewers and our listeners um, from our podcast mailbag. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll address it all, right, bro? That's right. <laughs> so I'm Sean Johnson, one of your hosts for today's podcast. And I'm Bill Johnston. And together we are the CG Bros. Hey, you know, Sean, before we get started... Uh, I'd like to take a moment to remind uh, you out there that uh, there are a couple of podcasts in the past that have you know we've bumped elbows with on this subject that you'll probably want to check out too if you haven't already. It's the episode twenty one ten called "What Is the Best Software to Do CGI Animation and VFX?" and podcast twenty one seventeen called "Where or Excuse Me Are There Different Styles of Animation?" So be sure to check them out uh, for some great additional information. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things to cover. Uh, so let's let's start discussing this right right now, bro. All right. Well. Uh, you know, just to give a little background, you know, the word to animate in Latin means to give life to. And, and, and animation, as a matter of fact, translated directly from the French, means soul. So animation is the process or can be said to to be the ensoulment of characters. You know, you're pr- putting a soul into your characters. And uh, 2D animation is, with other types of animation is a really complex <laughs> complex process. And it takes a lot of time and effort to, to, to do it right. And, uh, you know, traditionally creating 2D animation... Uh, you know, it was the process of taking hundreds of drawings and, and having them you know, animate by playing them in rapid rapid uh, succession to, to, you know, simulate motion. Yes, and that soul is uh, actually a really good movie, too. I don't know if you saw that animated movie. No, I it's haven't. Great. Not yet. Very, very good. Um, you know, it's, yes, absolutely. The, you know, it's drawings by hand. It's been going on for a long, long time. And like you said, you, you, you just basically, you know, draw on a piece of paper and then you put another piece of paper on top of that and you make a little bit of a change, you kind of draw this exact same thing and you do a little subtle change like, you know, closing the eyes, uh, opening and closing an eye or taking a step for an, either an animal or a person. And uh, like you said, this is done over and over and now we can do it in the computer, which is much, much faster. And uh, there's a lot of uh, software out there to choose from. Uh, to create your own TD animation, so yes, and we, and we touched a, and we touched a bit the, about this a little bit. You know, you can even change a mouth position. We, we mentioned that a little bit about that in our facial animation. Podcast. Yep, and and just a real quick little bit of a history about it. Of course, um, you know, a lot of people. Hey, what what was the first animated film? Uh, animated two D animated film. Do you think? 
What was the first 2D animated film? I, you know, a lot of people think it was Walt Disney, uh, but I know... Steamboat Willie, right? Was, yeah, they, they, they think it's Steamboat Willie, but I think that was actually the first animation with sound, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know what? That's a great uh, great, <laughs> great question. I, I didn't know it had to do anything to do with sound, but maybe you are correct on that. But uh, That was back in 1928, I think. Right, actually. 1908 was uh, Emily Cole, right? And Phantasmagoria. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not a long piece, but it's pretty. It's pretty um, amazing for its time, honestly. Yep, and then of course, uh, you know, you go through all of the traditional uh, golden era of animation, Disney, and all the things we talked about in some of our earlier podcasts about uh, all of the, uh, um, you know, nine. That was old- between the '30s and, and the '70s, basically. Those those four magic decades, a golden age of, of animation, right? Right, and of course, the nine old men we discussed before. Um, and then, of course, we talked about the principle of animation uh, in one of our other podcasts. But, uh, you know, you had your Disney's, you had your Hanna-Barbera's, you got your, um, you know, your um, Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yep. So, it, you know, what's interesting is I didn't know this, but um, the, uh, you know, the Hanna-Barbera during the 50s and 70s, um, the, um, a lot of the, uh, the um, shoot, Bill, I'm sorry, I lost my thought. That's all right. I, Pick me up, uh, bro. No, Pick me up. Well, I was just—I was going to say, you know, as as far as you know, the the the, the golden age is concerned. You know, that that was when they were do, they had a lot. You know, there was a, a depression going on. They had a lot of a labor shortage going on, so they could they could afford to hire a ton of animators to come in and do all this grunt work, draw those hundreds and thousands of images to create the two D animation. Uh, but you know, as as things started to progress through the fifties into the sixties, you know, uh, things started to change in in the animation of in the business of animation, 2D animation anyway. Yeah, I was actually going to go into um, some of my favorite animations from uh, from Johnny Johnny Quest. and. Oh, that was Hanna-Barbera. mine. That's on my list, too. <laughs> I was just going to talk about Hanna-Barbera and how much I enjoyed their their um, their animations during the uh, 50s and 70s. You know, Tom and Jerry, Flintstones, and the Jetsons, of course. Scooby-Doo. We love Scooby-Doo, right? That was yeah, amazing. Of course. Who doesn't? Uh, but I didn't know that. Uh, I was going to say that I, I I didn't know that Hanna Barbera also did the opening credits for Bewitched, and also um, I Love Lucy. Did you know that? You know, I had I had I did know that I did know that you did. Yeah. Oh man, you, yeah. you know a lot. You know a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that the characters of Samantha and Darren that uh, were were drawn by Hanna Barbera. I thought that was really kind of well. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting you mentioned that the Bewitched title because as I was you know touching on in the '60s, you know, two two D animate the business model for two D animation had kind of strayed away from like the the the, the golden age of animation. You know, between the you know uh, that were really in the '30s, the '40s, and '50s. You know, primarily and started to really wane off heavily. But in the Sixties, it they, they it started to go away from the movie theaters model business model and right. moved into TV. the TV model mm-hmm. exactly, right. um, and that 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 had a, one significant thing in particular. It increased the the duration of each cartoon, if you will, from five to ten minutes per cartoon to twenty to twenty five minutes per per cartoon to fill a you know a thirty minute segment, and that gets expensive. It sure does. You know, I mean, it's, it's extremely expensive. Do you know what they did to solve that? You know, I know they they did a uh, they did a bunch of animation shortcuts. Um, yes, they did. But uh, you know, I, I think at least one you know one of the common techniques that I saw was uh, you know only moving one part of the screen. 
you know, like when they're talking, the, the rest of the screen is static except for the mouth. Mm-hmm. And so they, they can get away without, you know, animating the entire, you know, frame, just the mouth, uh, uh, you know. That's right. It was called limited animation. And it's, uh, it was used by Hanna-Barbera in a lot of ways because they had to, sh- they had to have these really, basically it was 1,200 drawings instead of the usual 2,600 for like a 10-minute short that they were doing for the TV. And you're right. They would, they would break up, you know, a handful of levels of the parts of the body that needed to move, you know, at a given time. Uh, the well, that's why arm. all the characters had neckties. A lot of the characters had neckties and 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 uh, you know collars and stuff like that, so they could animate the head without animating right, the body. Right, right. And they would yeah. you know reuse animation animation cycles, walks, the runs, and and repurpose all that stuff a lot. And they got a lot of they got a lot of flack from that um, because they did that. A lot of the you know, animated animation studios like Disney and places like that were just well. Looking. Disney, Disney, I could see because you know they're they're top of the line. They, 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 I mean, that's all custom work at twenty four frames a cinematic second. You know, that you expect top. You don't expect them to be reusing stuff, but you know, honestly, isn't that the mantra of all digital assets today? Is is reuse? I mean, you the, the, that's 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 one of the most important things that, that we do at the studios we do custom work when we can but we, we reuse rigs and we reuse textures and we reuse we reuse models I mean uh, and props it's just you know you, you develop a library and why you know sometimes it doesn't make sense or that you develop such a large library that you don't need to create new assets you know well, yeah, you just but, pick and but, choose from your yeah, and right you can use your, your your models and you can just retexture them too or change the color or change the hue um, of those models and, and make them look totally different I mean if you're looking at, at, at uh, in, you know, environments, I won't go too much into it, but if you're doing environments and things like that that are well-known um, landmarks, obviously you're, gonna, you're pretty much going to have your, your library of those things to, to choose from. Um, but, you know... Uh, it's funny going, you mentioned that, because I, I was going to say, one of the other things I noticed, that, especially in the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, was the same backgrounds mm-hmm. were, were continuously looping over and over again. Mm-hmm. Usually when the characters were running or walking or, or <laughs> driving a car, you know, you see the same tree like every two, every right, second. Shaggy you know, and Scooby yeah. running. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, you know, that they, was... They, that was Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, they ran over and over and over. Man, they ran everywhere, didn't they? It's well, almost, the same running cycle. Sure, exactly. It's almost like but, Tom but that's Cruise their, in his That's movies. their trademark, though. If they did it any differently, you'd say, oh, that's not Shaggy, that's not Scooby. Oh, I know, exactly. But, you know, they with that limited animation, what they did is they, they emphasized, you know, dialogue and music and sound effects and overaction. So, um, in fact, Hanna-Barbera is known for their huge library of sound effects um, and in fact, has been featured in exhibitions at the Norman Rockwell Museum, as a matter of fact. So. You know, and, and, and yeah, not only does 2D, 2D animation grab the attention of the public, it's, it's used with all sorts of things, you know, crossing over to all sorts of different areas from learning and education to marketing and especially advertising. And, you know, it's just a 2D animation is just a great tool for communicating ideas in general. And you you mentioned, uh, you know, and we've talked about the Nine Old Men before. Um, Ward Kimball, one of the Nine Old Men, uh, said that uh, by favoring actors and story and timing over the visual as- aspects of animation, um, you know, e- e- limited animation can be the best way to put across a-, a humorous idea or any idea, really, that's complex. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, although th- those animations aren't as smooth and, you know, complex as the theatrical animations that Disney was doing uh, at the time, um, they're sometimes better at both, you know, and this is the scary thing, they'll, they'll, they'll co- they're better convincing people and entertaining, you know, people across the world. And, you know, can anyone say propaganda? <laughs> I won't say it, no. no. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, just going back to uh, limited, limited animation again, 
quickly um, was the fact that you know Chuck Jones, uh, famous uh, animator at uh, Warner Brothers, um, would disparagingly look at uh, Hanna Barbera and, and call call what they did this limited animation is like illustrated radio. So that was his uh, his put down about that. But you know what? In all in all reality, um, doesn't it sound actually, like a pejorative. You know, yeah, it doesn't sound it, terrible. Yeah, I well, I mean, guess he he referred to it that way. But um, in reality, you know, they made the the basically the first prime time um, animated cartoon, um, the Flintstones, and that was limited animation there. And so, you know, they laughed all the way to the bank for a while until they um, you know they sold their their company, but. Um, you know, that was the first one. And look at, look at it today. That's probably one of their most famous um, cartoons that they've done. Um, yeah. Yes. And I, th- I think, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, what we noticed as far as, you know, uh, trying to optimize the labor force and, and your budgets at the time. So, you know, they, th- those Flintstones and stuff like that, they're animated at like eight to 12 frames per second when, you know, we're used to seeing 24 frames a second, you know, at, at, at you know, at the movie, right. at cinematic quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just goes to show you that, you know, um, you know, the, the simple is, is better uh, a lot of times. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. I was just, they just brought something up in my own mind was some of the AI um, that you can now, uh, the soft, software out there right now where you can take old, you know, Flintstones or old, I wouldn't really say Flintstones, but some that were done on, um, you know, 24 or 12 frames um, a second versus twenty-four. Oh, really? Um, Upres them? Really? Yeah, you, well, wow. you can. What they what it does? It, it makes them sixty frames a second. It does interpolation between the oh, frames, uh-huh. and um, some of the stuff you'd see and smooths it out. Almost like if you go back to some of the Harryhausen uh, claymation stuff, uh, you, or you know, the stop motion, I should say. Um, yep, that yep. that kind of thing, you can upres that as well, or um, you know, smooth it out and, and make it sixty frames, one hundred twenty frames. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing how much uh, how fluid it looks when they do that with this new AI software. So. You know, and, uh, and another reason that people didn't uh, another optimization that that animators used was was just to keep their characters with tightly cropped hair or yes. a bun or something like that. <laughs> you know, because it's it's you know how time consuming it is to animate flowing hair or flying hair. Well, of course, and, and they also didn't draw all five fingers; they would drive four. So. You know, that's true. You, you want to know a fun fact about that? Yeah, there, I, yeah I do. Well, what are the only characters in the entire Simpsons series that have five fingers? Bill, I don't know. Tell God me. and Jesus. Really? Yep. Believe it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... That's a so if anybody deserves five fingers, it's those two. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so, hey, do you want to talk about any of the um, software, or do you want to go into um, some of the tools to create to the animation? Um, what, what do you What do you want to get into? Well, you know, I, I think, uh, gosh, there's so many different types of 2D animation and 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 uses uh, and different software to address those needs. You know, I hate to get back into the the mantra of uh, you know the right tool for the right job, but it's true. And there there are a lot of different tools for creating. Uh, CG, 2D CGI animation today. Um, you it's, know, we're there's there's we're we're doing it right now with our avatars, and you know, we're creating right. 2D CGI, real time captured animation, doing performance capture, and we we touched on that in our last podcast a little bit. But you know, we're using Adobe uh, Character Animator, and I guess it's really based on your your needs and kind of where your skill level is, right? When you if you're looking for a particular um, you know animation package or 2D animation package, right? You know that should always be a consideration. Absolutely. You know the learning curves on these these things. I mean, 
sure, you can, you know, if if it's a one, if it does everything, you can you can expect months and months and months and months of training on that to really become proficient. You know, if I were if I were getting started, I would, you know, I always look to to beginner type software. It's kind of like right. when I buy tools. I don't mm-hmm. I don't go buy the most expensive tool. I, you know, what if I don't like it? What if I, you know, what if I hurt myself? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, who knows? Ouch. I don't know. I don't. You know, and you can only you can't sell that thing. I mean, you paid top dollar for it. So, you know, be frugal. I mean, I don't know anybody who has extra money that they can just you know throw away. But, um, you know, well, well that's a good uh, thing. That that's why they have a lot of open source of uh, you know software for people to use. Uh, you know, for for beginners, it would be. Uh, Synfig. Let's talk is, about is the, let's talk about the free ones. Do you okay. have? Do, yeah, I do actually. I, oh, right. Synfig, and that's open source. That's free. Two That's a vector software. animation software, I think. right? Yeah, and uh, OpenTunes. Yeah. Um, that's another one that's uh, developed uh, by Digital Video SPA in Italy, mm-hmm. and then OpenTunes was customized by Studio Ghibli, um, and that's available for PC as well as for the Mac, and then Pencil Two D, which is also open source. So that so those three. You can pretty much run on either you know your Macs, your, I mean, so your Mac or your PC, and it's and uh, you can learn you know kind of the basics of 2D um, software. And they've got a lot of tutorials out there people use as well, especially on some of their sites too. And like you said, um, unless you want to add to that, do you want to add anything to those? Well, no, you know it it just depends on what you need. If you need something you know rough and rough and tumble or down and dirty, you know, there's certain products that do that. If you need something that's really got a high level of production value, then there's products that can do that. You know, we've, we've talked about Real Illusions, uh, Crazy Talk Animator. Yeah, it's actually uh, a cartoon animator now. Oh, okay. They, okay. they renamed it. You know, Auto, Autodesk Sketchbook, uh, which was a, is a top end 2D design software is now, I guess, recently free to use. So that, that that's an option as well. Um, right. So I, I would recommend Pencil 2D for beginners and Synfig and, and maybe even Flipbook. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, some of the paid ones, if you're, if you're past that and you want to go for more pr- professional, like you said, there's, uh, you know, Adobe character animator, like we're using or Adobe animate, which is now called, uh, used to be Adobe flash that people would do, uh, use, um, you know, what's like, nice about that program is it is it, it I, at least for me, is it, it's got a lot of ex, you know, export options, you know, you can, you can do a lot of different exporting of different file types. Right. And the, the only kind of problem is even though it's like $20 a month. Or twenty one dollars a month. Uh, um, they have a free trial, by the way. Uh, but is the f- fact that you you have to kind of use it with Adobe Illustrator and, and Photoshop to get its full functionality. So you have to buy the whole suite, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, because that's really where you're going to be doing, doing your drawing. You're just going to be animating the stuff in in Adobe Flash. Or used to be Adobe Flash, Adobe Animate. Now, yeah, it's funny. We're also used to, to buying software and, and having it, or, or getting a, a copy that we can use, and not having to pay. You know, everything's going subscription now. So yeah, it is. Yeah, or you, or you know, trials, like you said. I mean, there's a, there's trial software out there you can try. Toon Boom is another good one, and that's an Emmy winning 2D software that they use on um, TV shows like Family Guy, Teen Titans. Um, oh, and, South Park, I think too. I'm not sure about that. You may be right on that. I, I'm yeah, I think sure they, I think that. they use it on South Park and The Simpsons, and they, they even use it uh, for Rick and Morty and SpongeBob. If I'm oh, not well, that's great! Wow, I didn't even know that. So, Toon Boom, awesome. I mean, they've got different different versions of those. Um, so you've got their you know different tiers of their their software that you can use as well. So, and then there's there's Anime Anime Studio Moho uh, mm-hmm. Pro. That's like 400 bucks. That's another uh, popular one. 
And then, of course, flip mode. I think that's got a lot of vector drawing tools as well that are pretty powerful. Yeah, and that's kind of what you want. You want the vector instead of the raster, so you could, so it's kind of resolution independent. Well, that's an important thing, isn't it, when you're doing 2D work? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, a lot of the, lot of the 2D drawings, like when you're actually sketching on a piece of paper and you scan it into your computer, um, when, you, when you scan it, it, it rasterizes that image and brings it in to you, you know, whatever program you're using, um, let's say Photoshop. And now you say, okay, you zoom, zoom, zoom in, you see all these pixels everywhere, right around it. It's all this aliasing or stepping all around your, your image. Um, so if you're drawing, you know, 2D images and you want to, you want to go ahead and, um, you know, vectorize those. So it's resolution of, independent, basically, is what Yeah, and so vectors are, are mathematical uh, formulas that define edges and lines and things like that. And so you, there are programs on there uh, on the Internet that you can get and you can buy some, too, um, that are... There's some that are software called um, uh, raster to vector, vector to raster, one of those. You just do a search in Google and you can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can raster or take a raster image, like I just said, and you can um, make it a vector. And then you can save it as a, a, photo, a, a file in Photoshop or an e, um, encapsulated postscript file. Um, and you can bring it into Illustrator and you can zoom, 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 and all the lines are always clean and perfect. And that's what we did with our, our our avatars here for the podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think they're they may be well. We're they can be. Um, I did do that to edit some of it, um, but right now we're looking at actually raster image. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, that that is hey, a good you, point. <laughs> have you ever heard of a, a, a software called Brash uh, Brash Monkey Sprite Pro? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard that sound. It's called it's Sprider Pro. Did by you make that uh, up? Crash <laughs> 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 no, Monkey. No, it's 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 a it's a newer piece of software out there that I. It's I just a Beastie Boys song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, it's it's just it's it's more it's more or less made you know used for making gaming animations. You know, it's got. Uh, you know, it works really nicely with with uh, game engines, and you know, it's it's makes like, exporting and, and importing files really easy. It's so a, like Unity and, and, and Unreal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very straightforward method method in that you know in that package, and so I just thought I'd mention. Yeah, it. I was going <laughs> to me- recommend one of the best ones that I've seen and and have used is called Spine. That that one to me seems like it's the best one for people to. Oh, I've not even heard of it. Tell me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, I'll we'll actually we're going to include this in the description of this video too, so you can you can take a look at those. Uh, and I believe they have a, a trial version you can use, but it has bones in there. It's got IK, FK. If people don't understand what uh, forward kinematics and I inverse kinematics are, um, I think we explained that in the last podcast. But just to Go ahead. Well, even physics. There's physics as well. You mm-hmm. know, give them a little. I mean, Sean, your hair is ba- has a little physics hook up to it. Go ahead and show people. Yes, it show, does. Show it you. has a little bit of that. I add a little bit to the top. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and physics can can drive entire animations as well. So it's not just you know, it's not like all hand animation that that, that you know. A lot of it is you know, two D animation, but a lot of it is 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 you know, physics based and and uh, you know, I think they're even you know. But one thing I'd say is don't don't to don't apply mocap to uh you know live you know live mocap to animated characters that, that i mean i just visions of monster house come to, to to mind oh you're talking about realistic uh and you have a stylized character. no no i've even well you can even you can even you know apply mocap data to 2d characters it's 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 pretty creepy looking i haven't seen that that's uh yeah. that'd be real interesting to see well you know if you think about it everything is 2d 
everything you see on the screen is 2D, right? But it's just, it's simulating 3D with shading and lighting and everything else. So everything is 2D. So, no, that's true. Yeah, right. the end product. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's Dragon Dragon Bones Pro. Uh, there's Creature. There's Pixel Edit. So those are some of the ones that, if you wanted to do 2D animation for games, those are your top ones. Uh, Spine, like I recommend again. And I was starting to talk about you know IK and FK just real quick. Uh, FK Forward Kinematics. That's just like uh, you animate the your your uh, say you have an arm. You animate the hand. And then you animate the forearm and then you animate the upper arm to, to get your character to move into, you know, you're posing it. Whereas if you do inverse kinematics, you actually grab the hand and it pulls the entire body or the whole arm down. So that's what a lot of those techniques are. And those are built into Spine and a lot of these other programs. Yes, and some of the programs actually feature, you know, triggers that actually will trigger sequences of animation that you've, you know, set up, uh, you know, beforehand. Like events. So you can use- yeah, exactly. So you mm-hmm. can use like certain motion controllers to create animation, and as well as you know, you can use your mouse to. If you, you want to animate something, you can just use your mouse as an input device, or you can use your your keyboard with hot hot keys on there. You can even use a joystick or whatever, basically, um, you know, as an input device to control your characters. Right, and I was also going to say there's there's obviously there's um, you know Blender. Blender has um, a lot of of uh, great plugins um, to do like tune shaded. Or, or outlines to make your cart your 3D characters look like they're 2D. And that's, that's where I was whole, going with that whole everything is 2D. Um, so you can get those things to make them look like they're actually um, 2D, 2D animations. So. Spider-Verse. Well, you know, and there's always that hybrid, too, between 2D and 3D. I've seen a lot of 2D uh, series that, imp- that incorporate both you know, 3D within the 2D as well. It's kind of a hybrid. Right, most of the 3D packages, uh, Maya, 3D Studio Max, Blender, um, have some type of plugins that allow you to do kind of tune shaded things where you have cross hatching, where you are basically lines that look like they're crossing each other, or for shading purposes. If you're doing it on 2D paper, that's kind of what they call cross hatching. Mm-hmm. And then you can make things look like they're an actual CAD drawing or, or blueprints. I mean, there's a lot of these shaders that you can do, uh, you can actually plug into your, your software pe- program. So. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, cover, uh, take a moment to cover some of our favorite uh, 2D uh, animations. You go first. Uh, well, we, 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 we touched on Johnny Quest. I mean, that when I saw Johnny Quest, visually, I mean, from a, from a, from a visual perspective, you know, and, it's, and I'm dating myself, but, you know, it was unlike any cartoon I had ever seen before. You know, it had... it. it it was real without being, you know, going uncanny. But the, the stories were great. It, you know, it was a kid my age. I just, it was adventurous. It was like Indiana Jones, you know, of our t- of our of our time, you know. Right. Um, it also had the nice story where you had your your son and your your dad. You know, the relationship that they had. Yeah, brilliant professor. Yeah, and, and always throw a dog in there, man, because dogs are always people love dogs. Bandit absolutely, so, absolutely, so awesome. You know, I have to say, I like I like uh, anime as well. Uh, some of my favorite. Uh, you know, blend of 2D and CG is seen in, in anime. Uh, Yo, I you know, agree. I, 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 my, my favorites, um, gosh, Akira, mm-hmm. uh, Ghost in a Shell is, is right up there, Helsing Ultimate, um, uh, Battleship uh, Yamoto. I, I, I just love the, the story. Um, is that the one with, you know, tar- uh, is that the one with, like, uh, uh, does that have? Uh, it's the battleship, the battleship in space. It's, oh it's, it's no, wonderful. I didn't see that one. Okay. Oh, it's great. It's really great. Um, you know, and, and just in case you know you don't know, style of two D animation, uh, anime is uh, is basically a style that exaggerates you know eye size of the characters, um, 
hair is you know wildly colorful or or styled in an unusual way and or exaggerated you know in its movement you know i guess that's it's the first you know uh category to really have something called hair action mm-hmm. uh it's which is basically used to to uh illustrate the actions of and emotions of the the uh anime characters yeah i was asking it, it, those are some of my favorites as well i mean the details in akira just blew me away when i first saw that um, it's something I, you don't expect, you know, from no. from from a typical cartoon, and and you know, I I think it really kind of sets it. Cartoon is just a kind of is is, is a catch all phrase. I think they even call three D animation cartoons today. So right, it's it's not quite accurate. And then there's Prince of Egypt by um, DreamWorks. I That's thought that tremendous. was That's a great one too. That me. was fantastic. Uh, that and then um, you know, Disney's 1999 film um, Tarzan. I thought was really really good. In addition to the ones you were talking about earlier, so. Those are some of my favorites. Well, you know, do you have a last word? We're getting towards the end of the podcast. We got to get to the mailbag. Uh, any any closing comments uh, you mm, want to make? On? No, I think we pretty much covered a lot of the the software. So I think um, in some of the recommendations that we have. Uh, so I think uh, we're ready to go. Very good. All right. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead and take the first one. It's uh, this is from Rocky Desert Flower. Uh, and this uh, is in regards to our recent podcast on how does editing affect the storytelling process. Uh, and he, uh, uh, Rocky Desert Flower, writes, My answer to the title is, Editing is the storytelling process. You know, that's that's a really interesting uh, perspective of Rocky Desert Flower, and I certainly understand it. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if one is engaged in editing one's own film, I would be 100% on board with you uh, on your comment. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, if you're working, you know, on a commercial project and it's really the, it's really the editor's job to, you know, edit the story in a way that achieves the director's vision of it. It's not really up to the editor to, to muck with or, you know, to try to tell the story in, in his, what he thinks is the best way. So that's what I would say to that. I, I, I'm in agreement with you on one hand and I, 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 don't agree with you on the other. Sean, any, anything you want to add to that? No, no, I think you pretty much nailed it. Uh, I'll go to the next one. Talicus. Uh, he was talking about our recent podcast. Uh, should I use Maya or Motion Builder? Uh, Maya, yes, but if you can... Uh, oh, but if you can, I highly recommend Cascader or Cascadeur, uh, depending on what you, how you want to say it. Uh, I have used Cas- that software. Cascadeur. Cascadeur. That, that I really... Mm. I do like it. I think we mentioned it before, but I like it because it has a physics engine built into it. So when you're doing animation and you're getting, you know, you have your character and it's flipping around or jumping, um, you can set it up to do actually do real world, world physics and it actually solves for uh, some of the correct uh, physics that you would be using in, a, in an animation. Uh, Natural to, arcs. Yeah, and, to make and, things and, look and feel yeah. better. Um, really, really powerful software and they're always updating it. Highly recommend it. Agree. Yeah, it's definitely a, certainly a, a, a capable program uh, for creating animation, and we didn't talk about it because the podcast was basically on Maya and Motion Builder, you mm-hmm. know. So we just didn't mention it. But you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about that in a future podcast. I have a feeling. I think so too. That's great. Do you want to go for the last one, or you want to? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, the last one is from Pablo Vasquez, and Pablo Vasquez. Uh, this was for our uh, podcast on uh, how does editing affect the storytelling process, and he says, "Hey, friends." Another new great video. Double claps. Thanks, Pablo. You know, we appreciate all the thumbs up. You know, it really makes us uh, feel that we're reaching, uh, reaching people out there with, with some, of the, some of the good information we've got. And some, yeah, fist bump. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Pablo. Now, we know your time is valuable, and 
Sean and I work hard to make our podcast worth your while. Uh, thanks again for being with us uh, for the podcast today. And thanks again, Jocelyn, for asking the great question, what's the best software creating for creating 2D CGI animation? Uh, we hope you gained some insights and enjoyed it as much as uh, we did. Uh, we discussed some of the background and brief history of 2D animation, as well as shared some of our personal thoughts and professional insights on how to approach the different variations of 2D animation. And uh, we hope it will prepare you to begin creating your own 2D animated blockbusters. Uh, we also covered a few tools and techniques that hopefully will help make the job easier for you. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends if you enjoyed our podcast or found it valuable. Uh, we do a brand new episode of the CG Insider podcast right here every week. Same time, same channel. And we talk about different subjects related to the business, the art, and the craft of CGI animation and digital VFX as well as other interesting subjects that you uh, bring to our attention. Do you have a question for us or a subject you'd like the CG Bros to cover in one of our podcasts? If you're watching us on YouTube, simply leave us a comment below. And if you're listening to us, head on over to our website at thecgbros.com at the About Us menu and click on the Ask Us Anything like Jocelyn did. We're really looking forward to seeing you here back next week for next week's podcast where we'll be answering another listener's question. What is pre-visualization? Well, that's really where it all begins, isn't it? It is. See you next time. That's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what's the best software to create 2D CGI animation? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and make a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, Please hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends that they can listen to our podcast series on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss our next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what is pre-visualization? This has been episode 2133 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.